0: Dead soil is what the tony ground where there are tons. The Bible says the tons grew and choked the seed. What is the interpretation? Matthew's interpretation is interesting. He says, "Now he who receives the seed among the tons is he who hears the word, and the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful." this guy has deep roots this is not a matter of roots anymore i want you to notice the progression the first one was zero faith zero understanding the second one was half faith half understanding now here he has full faith and full understanding but something came and was still able to choke the word mr deep i am very deep there is something that can still approach your fruitfulness remember that the true test of a prophet is not in the roots it's in the fruits by their fruit you shall know them you don't know them by their roots you know them by their fruits that is what we are trying to achieve in the preservation of prophets the fruits so i want you to follow me carefully as we're going with this i need you to follow me as we're going with this so here these people already have good roots their roots are down they can rejoice in the word of the Lord and they can endure the testing that comes for believing in the word, upholding the word. But look at something that hit them hard. The Bible says, He who hears the word, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches this is actually at the second curve there is a curve of progression when joseph began his journey he was in his father's house he was enjoying the life of a prince of israel and then persecution came the first level of persecution was the pits second level was potiphar's house potiphar's house he was a slave but he went lower than a slave he went to the point of prison so as a prisoner he was to be executed but suddenly he came up the curve so when he got to that curve he had become prime minister that progression is in almost everybody's life you have that progression in your life where you feel as if you're going lower and lower and god says this is the lowest point you will ever be you're going up from now on and then you begin to go up i remember many years ago it was where paul who had this vision and saw the ministry work that we are doing and the lord said this is the lowest point you will ever be you start going up and we have been coming up gradually since that time a time comes where you begin to enjoy the beauty of the palace what will happen there is what we want to see here it says the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the world and he becomes unfruitful. Luke's account, Luke chapter 8, verse 14, it says, Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. This is what I wanted to see. Everything there is similar until this point. He says, he brings no fruit. The fruits begin to show, hey, he's a true prophet. He's a true prophet. But now they're not celebrating him. There is, there is money and there is largesse and little by little, the fruit never arrives. Never comes to maturity. God cannot eat of the fruit. God cannot rejoice in that investment that he has put into this man. So, the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches. Matthew 19, verse 23 says, Then Jesus said to the disciples, I I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I believe I've explained this in one of our teachings before, but I'll just explain it again for those who might be hearing it for the first time. It was easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So a lot of people have interpreted it to say, oh, the eye of a needle, how can it go through the eye of a needle? That's what it's referring to. In Israel, in those days, the pedestrian gate of the city is usually called the eye of a Needle. Only people can pass there. Camels can scarcely pass there. So if a camel is coming in with luggage, with load, saddled with a lot of load, let's use the assumption of gold and silver, like a rich man. If that Camel wants to go through, the first thing it will do will be to kneel, unsaddle itself, and then manage itself through that hole. Come out the other side. Then they can bring in the load that he carries. A rich man is being typified by that camel. A rich man like that rich man doesn't want to unsaddle himself on the, the body of those riches he carries that is what hinders him even entering the kingdom not his riches not being rich not the status of being rich it is that he's clinging to it at the expense of his ability to enter that place so you're simply telling we're not telling you to throw away your riches we're saying suspend it so that you can enter when you enter it will be given back to you that is what people don't understand the people, the people that god that's why many people People who have that message over the years have taught people that god wants you to be poor or that the price of heaven is being poor no the price is the blood of jesus he paid the price for us so when you understand the word of god it helps you unburden yourself in so many because you know you're not really losing anything if god tells you to sell all you have and give it is the right thing to do at that time not out of religion not out of fear not out of some kind of compulsion of any kind of manipulation of any kind and God is telling you to let go of something. Let it go. He says the rich man cannot enter in. So the riches that he has is into him. It has choked him. It has refused him from entering in. God wants you to humble yourself and unburden yourself so that you can enter the kingdom. That's what He's simply saying. That's what it means. To enter in by that narrow the eye of a needle. The book of 1 Timothy chapter 6 tells us that those who want to be rich in this world, which means this is where you want to quantify your riches, that's what they're saying. they saying. You see, the Bible says they pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Let's see verse 10. It says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You see the word pierced, pierced through? Like the thorns, the thorns choking the word. The Bible says they have strayed from the phenomena. They had faith before. Remember, the first stage had no faith. Second stage had faith. This one, this stage has faith, but something choked him to the point he strayed from the faith and he pierced himself with so much sorrow. So you see, even when the Bible tells you the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, it's telling you that riches will deceive you. It will give you the appearance of pleasure, but in the end, you will be in sorrow don't chase this thing. Don't chase vanity. Especially at the expense of your soul. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and suffers the loss of his soul? Nothing. So for that reason, we must prioritize what we are pursuing. Learn to be grounded in the Word of God. If you don't believe and accept the Word of God with an open heart, you must be open to the Word of God. The problem with many people is that they believe one part, they don't believe the other part. This part is too tough, I can't believe it. This part is so nice, I believe it. Oh, this things! is going to hinder me from my past life. You want to hold on to your past and to the word of God. It doesn't work. Those are those who fall by the wayside. Those who fall on the shallow ground. They have no depths. They understand only the joy and kindness of God. They don't understand the endurance part. They don't understand the part of the testing. But these people, they have, they have learned to so understand the testing and all of that. They had been grounded before. But something happened to them. They strayed from the faith because they saw Money, which is the reason we are very concerned about how you handle money, is going to be one of the most fundamental things we we'll have to discuss. Talking about prophets, the ministry of prophet is delicate because by the time you begin to share word of knowledge and word of wisdom and begin to prophesy and you begin to wow and dazzle people, you can easily transition into a divinator, into a sorcerer, and begin to collect money for your gift. He says this thing pierced them heart. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lost we drown men in destruction and perdition. Let's see another scripture again here, Luke chapter 21, verse 34. So, but take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come upon you unexpectedly. For it will come as a what snare. Look at that word snare. Those who have the deceitfulness of victory, they will say it will be like a snare. As in First Timothy chapter 6. Here, talking about the cares of this world, it says it will come like a snare. And all those who dwell on the face of the earth the cares of this world this has to do with your need oh how do i pay my school fees how do i pay my house rent how do i pay for this important bill all those cares be careful that they don't choke the word of god that's the reason i remember i think it was the book of proverbs i think i have that scripture here yes proverbs 30 7-9 to 9. it says two things i request of you deprive me not before i die Remove falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither what poverty, the cares of this world, nor riches. That's the disappearance of riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. He's not asking for just the one allotted to me, my own heritage, no ambition. Say, lest I be fooled and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of oh, my god this was the word of a king so before you think that oh it's a poor man writes and say don't make me reason," no it's not telling you about poverty it's talking about contentment help me to be content let me know how my eyes is is looking for what is not lost wanted to have everything don't let me suffer poverty in the place where I'm so hungry and that I may not compromise. It says that the rod of the wicked shall not fall on the lot of the righteous. Least the righteous put his hand into iniquity. There's a reason for that kind of a prayer. Because he knows that pressure can make a wise man mad. So we're praying and say, Lord, preserve us from the two extremes. Don't let poverty pressurize us. Don't let riches puff us up. It is the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. There was a prophet ahead of, in the city of Benin in those days, he was spot on. His prophetic word was great. Everybody wanted him. Come and minister for me. Come and prophesy for me. But the guy was from a poor family. His wife was not doing anything. He was not doing anything. And he was always prophesying and nobody was giving him anything. A time came when he began to prophesy. He there's somebody here. You have five million. Come and so He was just doing that. But his conscience was judging. He knew what he was doing was wrong. So he took enough money, helped his wife to set up a business and said, okay, take this shop. You'll be managing the business for us so that I can preach him without any temptation. To lie in the name of the Lord. Repented. But because the foundation upon which that money came was from deceit, the business crumbled. So he was back to square one. And began to prophesy again. No, the Lord was testing him. He did not know. Okay, you see, you have repented. Let me see. If you're under pressure again, would you depart from that old ways or will you return to it? He returned to it. The Lord never blessed him. The time came, he was going from one meeting where he had finished prophesying to another meeting where he was going to prophesy, and he had an accident and died. That's how that prophet died. His ministry came to an end. Why? The cares of this world. How do I take care of my family? How do I pay the rent? How do I take care of my children? So here, this kind of prophet what you don't realize is some tests that God will give you, that for those of you who are going to be actual prophets, because I know not everybody here will be prophets. Some of you will have the prophetic grace. You might be an evangelist. You might even be somebody in the marketplace. You might be a consultant. You may be a business person. You may be a politician. But God will also give you prophetic grace. Everybody here will receive the prophetic gifting. Not everybody here will have a prophetic calling. So for those who have the prophetic calling, you'll come into some level of advancement where you can tell how much is in a person's pocket. It is not for you to speak. Is a test from the Lord most of the time to see what will you do with this knowledge. Will you exploit or will you bless? So you have three million in your account. You say, yeah, yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. The Lord says you should give me one. No, the Lord only totally has three million. Or the Lord says you should give it to me. No, 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 no. Be careful. God doesn't work that way. If you don't understand the ramification of God speaking, you'll fall into the trap of the devil. The devil saw the glory and converted it. God will show you glories. The devil came and tempted Jesus Christ. He said, look at the glories of the kingdom of this world. Bow to me and I'll give it to you. When you compromise, you'll have those kingdoms. That's what many people do. They compromise so that they can get those kingdoms. Wow, this man is rich. 50 billion in his account. What is five million if I take it? You have 50 billion accounts. God says, give me 5. I mean, nothing. He won't feel it. Say, God, you understand now. You know how, you know my needs. Yeah, if I, if, you, if you, you want me to take, why did you tell me? He will show you things, so you be careful how you handle, how you steward this thing. It's supposed to be faithful. The cares of this world and the which it will derail somebody that already has deep roots. You already have deep roots. You see, there's a difference between enduring persecution when people say he's a false prophet. When people say, oh, he does don't know what he's saying. When people lie again, it's easier to handle those days that when opportunities come and they're showing you G-Wagon. You say, ah, I have suffered enough. Let me reward myself. There was one man of God like that. Ah, well, I won't go there. Let me not bore you with all those stories. But we must know what God is saying about our calling.